powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right, Oilers fans, welcome back to Game Over Edmonton. And you could already tell, we got smiles on our faces. We're feeling good because the Oilers prevail against a real tough, Tampa Bay Lightning team, uh, who played a little bit less than kosher tonight. Zach, what did you what did you think about how the Lightning came up against the Oilers this game? I am shocked by just how big uh, and like abrupt crybabies the Lightning were. Oh my god! Like I am, I you'll never see me in my life being like, oh, that should be an. I've never thought to myself that should be an unsportsmanlike penalty, but. Oh my God, like Alex Kalorn, when he was slamming his stick on the ice, demanding that the ref make a call or do something. And it wasn't, it wasn't even like an abrupt, like, like there was nothing obvious, at least to my eye watching it. I don't even know what he was yelling about. Nikita Kucherov, 25 times. And oh, sure, we're going to break down that play at the end of the first period that happened with him. But even towards the end of the game, like five feet in front of the official, as blatant as you can get, trips Brett Kulak, takes his feet right out from under him and... I think it was Warren Fogle or Pooley Arby or someone away from the play. They ended up getting like a phantom hooking call, right? I, yeah, I think Pooley it was Pooley Arby. It was Pooley, Pooley Arby had a real week. I think it was like a hooker slash something super minor. But oh, yeah. you're, you're right. Kucherov just tripped Kulak and a little hot mic moment as Kulak went down. Um, of course, Maroon, like something about ex-Oilers coming back to the city. Maroon was nasty. He was slew footing like everyone tonight. Well, they were playing it up in in the warm up that that it was going to be something like oh, it was how how heartwarming, how nice it was for that embrace in the warm up of Evander Kane and Patrick Maroon. And wow, you you can cut his, you can slip the guy's wrist, and two months later, you're the best of friends. Well, ten minutes into the game, Patrick Maroon's slew footing McDavid, nursing Coot or nursing Kane or freaking out taking on the entire tampa bay lightning roster and, and we'll break that down like in sequence because i because there's stuff i want to talk about specifically about that whole thing melee that ended this the first period uh because that was just insane like i do not know what the rest of this entire game this game to me was the most impressive victory far and away for the oilers this season i could not be more happy this was by far the most fun game that they played in this was the most impressive game that they played in. Tampa Bay got every single break possible, every call you could possibly get. They got power plays when I don't know if they were necessarily deserved, and the Oilers got penalties and I don't know if they were necessarily deserved. And sometimes they would look like they're taking a uh, penalty, and all of a sudden it's an even-up call. I think but they get two or three even-up calls this game. Like, how many coincidental minors can you call? Like, and it's it's wild that the makeup calls were kind of like, hey, man, like you should call one on them as well, because they went down a little early. Like refs were getting talked into decision. it. That's fucking nuts. How does that happen? When do you see someone just go like, yeah, no, I suggest you do this. And the refs go, you know what? You're right. I will change my mind. Yeah, it's wild. Um, it was fucking unbelievable. I, I was 
I, I was yelling that the, that Warren Fogle embellishment was what a joke. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he, I'm sure he swung his head back. Yeah. How many guys, <laughs> like it was embellishment, but if you're going to call was. one, how is it the other? Like, how is it a penalty then if he's embellishing? You know what I mean? It just, that's me, always the question, right? I it's know. like, if you actually caused the penalty, like if you high sticked a guy, if you hooked a guy, if you swung at a guy with your stick, like you took a penalty embellishing is kind of just like ah we don't feel like it was that bad maybe so we'll even it up you guys mm -hmm. can go four on four for a bit but the worst is when the refs don't make the decision it's kucherov skating over taking off his glove and going no he went down a little easy and the refs mm -hmm. going you're right i'm gonna change my decision like, kucherov the hold that he had on the ref's <laughs> nuts tonight was un I've never seen anything like it how he was he was yelling and screaming and whining his ways into calls I've never seen anything like it it's indescribable I can't even really put it into words yeah. what I was feeling watching that of course the the one like really big incident at the end of the first when Kane went into the boards that was Kucherov and he got okay. away absolutely scot-free. Yeah, so so let's break that down. So Evander Kane, it's it's what a one nothing hockey game at this point. I, I, uh, I it was two nothing. I think two nothing at, at that, that point already. Two nothing at that point. Okay, I wrote my notes a little a little backwards here, but whatever. Anyways, Kane is standing there. It's two nothing. And what does Kucherov do? He comes into him and he cross checks Evander Kane in essentially in the numbers straight into the boards. Like that is the most dangerous play you can make on an NHL ice surface. The we're the only reason we're not talking about a serious injury is because of Vander Kane's frankly a really solid guy and he had enough you know body weight and his center of gravity was low enough that he was able to withstand the force. It's almost like Kucherov. crumpling a little bit too, right? Instead of falling mm -hmm. flat as a plank, he kind of crumpled into it with his core. Yeah. And you just immediately your your reaction you see the on the shot you could see the stripes on the like on the shirt but you couldn't see the top half of the guy's body and you see the arm go in the air so you think oh penalty obviously yeah. no that was the linesman calling the play offside or delayed <laughs> offside on the play so so then when it cuts to the wide angle and you see this melee into you already assume that the penalty is going to kucherov right and then all of a the sudden they're like talking and i guess a ref got injured a little bit before i didn't actually see what happened i hope it's nothing major uh I, I think it was the linesman that was doing the offside call some speculation is that he he fell maybe on a I skate or something whatever so it's it's a <laughs> tough one i don't think it was a big deal because it seemed like they they just ushered him off everything yeah, seemed yeah, okay yeah. there was yeah. no big media yeah. avail after but so. anyways so Kane goes immediately at uh, at Kucherov. Uh, the entire Lightning roster goes to hold Kane back, so he can't get in there. Zach Bogosian and Donald Nurse start, you know, I, they didn't really necessarily fight. They start like roughing. Kinda, That's yeah. where the coincidentals come from. But you don't immediately know that it was so, there was so such a lack of clarity that those guys go to the box. You're like, what's going on? Okay. Oh, they're reviewing the play. Oh, okay. So the so maybe they're doing coincidentals there, and then Kucherov gets his five minute major. They're reviewing yeah. the play. All right, and they're conversing and they're reviewing, and it's taking forever. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What the hell is going? On? It made no. I'm like, and Louis didn't know on the broadcast either. No one knew. Everyone thought they were checking to see if that was a, a, a five minute major. Next thing you know, they go Evander Kane only two minutes for for tripping. What? 
it's wild, right? He's got an extra two for tripping because just the rough was not enough. Like, come on, are you kidding me? Like, the fact that he technically Kane wasn't really instigating anything either because he, when the little tussle started, he was on the ice. Right, yeah. he had to get back like, up. He used his stick for leverage to push himself up off the ice, and I don't know who on Tampa Bay falls over his stick, and then creates an even more chaos. But how you get, come away from that with a Vander Kane getting the penalty is absolutely atrocious, and it was a theme that we saw obviously continue through the entire night. Now the difference between the Oilers and the Lightning is. I believe here, just let me check. Oh man, that my stats page closed. But I believe the Tampa Bay didn't get a power play goal tonight. I believe the Oilers no. penalty kill was perfect. And Tampa Bay is the second best power play in the NHL. So that's really impressive. Another really good sign in a game of a sea of positive signs today. So yeah. that that was really good. But yeah, how they came away from that uh, up made zero sense to me. That, that really, really, really drove me nuts. I want to hammer that home. There's something about because Tampa is is full of vets, right? It, it's a team that is full of veteran players that have been in the league for a while. And we know that refs tend to lean towards older guys. They tend to go, hey, you know yeah. what? You've paid your dues. Let's get you a little bit. This more was a leeway. game of veteran calls for sure. This is a game of a team that went to the Stanley Cup final three times and a team that has only been to the Western Conference finals. And, and you could clearly see that even in the demeanor. I th- when Edmonton went up to nothing and it started to get really chippy from Tampa before that happened, when you had the maroon shenanigans and whatever, you could you could kind of feel Edmonton's play slowly starting to get unbuttoned. And then obviously Tampa started to make them pay. Right. They, the, those shenanigans and those um, those antics that can go on the game within the game of Bob Stoffer likes to call it gamesmanship. That stuff still the Oilers aren't necessarily one of the better. They're not great at handling that stuff. They're great at killing you on offense. And Tampa is obviously they can kill you on offense. They have enough skill to go with any team in the NHL, obviously. But they 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 also thrive on that gamesmanship. They are a way dirty. They only play them twice a year. And I feel like I say this every time, but they're just so much dirtier than you think. Like you just like I saw in the chat. uh, uh, Rick Bucky says when Kucherov is mad, he turns into a weasel. And just I just want to say, guys, before we continue, um, how many people are watching right now? We, got we have 57, 63, 63 live. people watching live. How many likes? We only have 16 likes. Our like goal is 53 likes today. The Oilers won the game five to three yesterday. Our last game was 52. Let's beat that. Let's smash that like goal. Everyone watching, go hit the like button. We appreciate you coming out here. It was the best game of the season, at least in my opinion. It was the most fun. And just uh, to and let you know, it, on here. it really helps the show grow, you guys. We're constantly trying to push new audiences. And the fact that we we started the show going at like 30 odd viewers and now we're at 60. Like, that's amazing. That's all you guys pumping the likes, sharing with your friends. So it really helps the show out. And mm-hmm. I, I see lots of cool, familiar names in chat. MGD, Wise, Kyle. Uh, lots of uh, lots of comments Len? about your stash, oh, my man. I've never seen a gl- I know. Everyone loves my mustache. I can't get rid of the mustache as much as I want, as much as people around me want me to get rid of it. You can't get rid of the stash. No I know. way. Well, we're on a five-game heater now. <laughs> There's no way it's coming off anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, no, a ton of people I don't recognize. Mike, Audel, Glenn. Uh, Rick Bucky, thanks for joining us here tonight. Avery's in the chat. Like and subscribe if you enjoy the content, y'all. Almut's back. Uh, yeah, what's up, guys? Smash that like button. And uh, yeah, Dennis, what you what uh, what did you think later on in the game when the others <laughs> blew the lead and it was three three? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the the first period, I thought the Oilers 
spectacular. This perfect, is a championship team. quality team. We held the puck for so long. Possession was in the Oilers' hands for a dominant amount of time. So many of Tampa's clearing attempts would go to our blue line and it would just be intercepted by our offense or our defensemen and transition back the other way. One of the best defensive periods, first and third, I should say, some of the best oh, defensive yeah. periods the Oilers have put in this year. The zone denials, the, the, the denials of Tampa, their blue line, everything was grade a perfect championship caliber hockey like you said yeah and and part of that is the actual guys playing right now of course we did go 11 and 7 today uh a couple of late changes yanmark was supposed to play he ended up being ill puliarvi was in Mm -hmm. and this is the sign right like this is puliarvi is not really like contributing offensively he did have a goal in the last uh, couple of games i think it was three two three games ago my memories needs a jog, mm-hmm, but yeah, Pugliarvi is at least defensively not too much of a liability, right? How many years have we had teams where our third line, fourth line was just bleeding goals and McDavid and Dreisaitl are just trying to catch up? This is a very different team now. The way that they played in the first period makes me confident in actually saying the Oilers are a championship tier team. Well, it's the tale of two teams this whole season, Dennis. This is why me and you can get so frustrated. Until that second period. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That that second period hit. (laughs) They fluctuate between like peak Jay Woodcroft hockey and then like basement Dave Tippett hockey. And it's there's no (laughs) in between. There's no just, oh, they didn't show up tonight. The Oilers are either running the Tampa Bay Lightning out of their building or they're getting blown out by the Anaheim Ducks. There's literally no in-between with this team. It's it's such a season of highs and lows. And thank God, like we knew, just like Colorado, we knew that this team was capable of, um, of, of you know, rattling off five wins in a row. And, and we're seeing that now. And no signs of them slowing down. I hope I hope Woodcroft takes it, gets hard on them for the goals and the plays that they made in the, in the second period here tomorrow mm-hmm. practice, right? You want to keep the pedal of the metal. You want to keep going right into the all-star break because there's a two chances with the way Vegas and Seattle are going to really make up some ground in the Pacific here. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of teams that are on cold streaks and the Oilers have won five in a row. It's amazing, right? Um the other, the other thing that I want to talk, touch upon in between that first and second period, that's when we saw a lot of the fights break down, right? We, yes, we saw, yes, good, I think you call. We saw like Nurse and Perry fight, which I, I want to get your stance and and I, chat. I want to get your, your opinion you. on this too. Yeah, Zach, well, how, how, Nurse well, Perry? Dude, that was a stupid fight. No, okay, <laughs> sure. If Perry wants to get his ass beat, like all Perry did. He, he, how is that supposed to fire up your team? I saw in the bars, all oh, props to Corey Perry, does whatever he can to fight, fire up his team. Bro, you stood there like those, like the, what the offensive linemen used to practice in football. Like you literally were just a punching bag. You did nothing. You just stood there for 15 seconds. You made it look cool. You got a picture fighting Darnell Nurse and then you fell to the ice. That was the most pointless, stupidest, fu- like Jesse Pugliarvi's first fight where he didn't even get his gloves off was. 20 times better than that for that was the stupidest most pointless fight like tampa it was just so greasy every move and the fact that they're getting props for it too just made no sense that was garbage then the following period i'm sure you're gonna ask about this next i i want to touch on that okay because i think Corey perry actually did a really good job he disabled the oilers number one defenseman for five minutes if you ask a fourth a lot of people, liner. Dennis, 
If you ask a lot of people, Corey Perry did the Oilers a favor. I'm not sure you saw some of those giveaways Darnell Nurse had in the game, and they didn't cost him again. He got lucky. Jack came up huge many times. I think this is also Jack's best game as an Oiler. Like the I, number, I do agree. The number, just based on the, alone on the number of grade A chances that Tampa got, like at the beginning of the second period, for the in the first three minutes, Tampa came up with three grade A chances, and he stopped all of them. The only goal they got was that Sorelli goal on the rebound, and Jack almost stopped it. He was lights out tonight. Like this is what you paid him five million dollars to do. Honestly, I I think the Harry fight did have consequences because during the time when Darnell Nurse was in the box, Tampa Bay Lightning got a goal. Right. Mm -hmm. Hagel, it was a a little bit of a a tough one to pin on Campbell. He's just in a in a bad position off of a save already. Hagel just chops it past him. It's tough to to really pin that one on soup. But at the same time, if you have your number one defenseman, are guys not sliding around as much? That's maybe where I can see value for Perry taking that fight. Of course, he he didn't try at all. Like you said, he just tried not to get hurt. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that is very true. I just want to find Philip Roberg here. Is he only played 12 minutes this game? Is that accurate? Uh, that ice time that I'm looking at? Honestly, yeah, Broberg, like here's oh, yeah. the here's the situation, right? Like with Vincent DeHarnay joining the lineup, mm-hmm. I think Woody has balanced the D out. He, he definitely has. He's done a great job of that. Yes. Like everyone's going at about 20 ish minutes, the lower pairing guys about like 15 and then third pairing guys around 10. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm still a little bit cautious about is when you're playing 11 and seven, you are working your forwards a little bit harder. And on a night like tonight, Costin only played nine minutes. Holy RV played a team low six minutes, 51 seconds. Yeah, you're really riding a couple guys. Obviously, McDavid, 23 well, minutes, dry settle, 22. Yes. If the one thing I want to touch on when you're talking about like the number one, uh, the top the defensive pairing, like we need to give respect. And I, I honestly would play them more than this. So like 12 minutes shocked me because it was essentially low. Philip Broberg and Evan Bouchard controlled 92% of the expected goals where they were on the ice for the Edmonton Oilers. They dominated the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like, that is no joke. Every time they were on the ice, something positive was happening for the Oilers, and the Lightning were getting quite literally nothing. Like, they have been so effective over these past five games. Like, they need to run with this pairing. And I would give, I would, Nurse played, I think it was almost 24 minutes tonight, if not a bit more. Uh, I would, I would, I would lower those minutes. Like, Broberg is easily capable of playing 15, 16 minutes at least. You want to run with him. You want to see what this pairing can give you uh, in tougher quality minutes. Because this was a playoff game tonight. It felt mm-hmm. intense. It felt fast. It was hard. It was emotional. They, they, full disclosure, this was the most pumped up I've been for an Oilers game in a long time. Because, like, yeah, you beat, yeah, I said this, bless him. You beat Anaheim you beat San Jose whatever beating Vegas is cool um it's fun but like beating Tampa like that that's a statement victory at the tail like not the tail end hopefully this winning streak goes on for longer but <laughs> right in the middle of that five game right at a five game winning streak so yeah it, it was it was so, so much fun to see and we got to give those guys credit where it's due because they are contribute this was a win like if you and again I know plus minus isn't very accurate and I, I'll, I'll check the expected goals in a second but if you look at plus minus tonight like I know the Oilers got a power play goal, but McDavid minus two, Drysaddle minus two. Um, 
this was a, go- a game where the depth kind of won them again, right? You had a goal yeah. from Hyman when McDavid w- and or Drysdale wasn't on the ice. For Fogel with the only assist. You had a goal from Ryan McLeod, McLeod. early in the game to pick things off. Drysdale comes on the power play. And then obviously at 3-3, you have the game breaker. And like, th- this is just, it's, it, uh, Dennis, we said this each time the Oilers have won the last five, four games, now five. This is a team victory. Top mm-hmm. to bottom, every single person contributes. When someone isn't picking up their weight there, someone else makes up for it. So the Oilers came through so well in that regard tonight, and I'm and I'm thoroughly impressed. And that's and and, and we should expect so much from this team, man. Yeah, like here's the here's what I kind of highlighted earlier on, right? Can't remember if it was on camera, off camera. Derek Ryan had 14 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time. Derek Ryan has been playing so well. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not like it, it's not like a a, a a Devin Shore fourteen minutes ice time, right? Where uh, by the way, I, I I was I was dancing uh, on when I saw that he went down to the AHL today. It was, I was gonna say, was, were you? Were, it was were a you happy day. It? Happy day. Oh man, this this day, Oilers victory. Devin Shore in the AHL couldn't go any better. A conditioning stint, though. Yes, he's the, still on the cap. He's right? not here, and that's all that matters. But yeah, no, D- Derek Ryan, those fourteen minutes, like if if you. If, I, you could tell me that Kyler Yamamoto was wearing that jersey, the Ryan jersey. Like, he was playing tenacious. He was playing fast. He's doing everything he has to do. His puck skills seem to have gotten significantly better. I thought Clem Costin was really noticeable. He takes uh, – I like that he shoots from distance. I like that he gets the puck on net. I like he's uh, that he has the confidence to hold on to the puck and make a move in the neutral zone on in transition into the lightning zone. Like, every single guy from top to bottom. One thing that we were – I was going to touch on before, we want to talk about the Clem Costin fight with Patrick Austin Maroon, right? fight, yes. Yeah, so Maroon's a big guy. Maroon is a big guy. A big yes, rig. In chat, Derek Derek Ryan, former U of A Golden Bear legend. Legend. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, Patrick Maroon, big guy. Looked to me a little bit out of Clem Costin's weight class, right? Um, but obviously, Costin is who your heavyweight is. All I said on the broadcast, Kane can't fight. He's not fighting yeah. until at least after the All-Star break. But anyways... I was a little nervous for Costin. We've all we we've all seen Maroon fight before, and he can feed him. And it started off very similar to the Nurse Perry fight, but then Costin started getting those jabs and those close to Maroon's face, and you could yeah, see we're... that pissed off Patrick. He got yeah. some good clean shots. I'd say the best shot in that fight was got by uh, Clem Costin. That's how you fire up your team. That's how you get it back. Not what Corey Perry did. Well, the the issue is, if you look at that fight, right, Costin taking that fight was was not really trying to gussy up the boys, right? Because uh-huh. at that point, you're up to nothing. He took that fight because Maroon is running rampant. He's slew footing guys. He's just being an absolute nonce, right? Yeah. So you take him out. You say, Whoa. hey, you sit for five. I'll sit for five. And let's be honest, right? Like Costin knows he knows what he is. He's a he's a third line type of guy, right? He's he's famously said, I'm not 97, I'm 21, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll go and take that. He'll sit, and it's fine if he's taking out another player that's annoying his team. That's mm-hmm. what I love to well, see. It just was so weird at the beginning. I didn't even expect it because it seems like like Patrick Maroon is notably a good friends with Connor McDavid, right? Like yeah. I remember when Patrick Maroon, Cam Talbot, Connor McDavid, and I think there was one other player went down to Cabo for like the bye week, right? Like 
it was so out of it was so unexpected. You see him take the hooking call in the first or the trip or whatever it was the little slew foot and on, then on McDavid, right? Yeah, on McDavid. Yeah, that and one then was McDavid nasty. Falls, yeah. And then all of a sudden he just smashes his stick over Connor's back, and Connor gets up and goes at him. And then you see like when Leon scored on the power play right after like nine seconds after seconds. that goal's going. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Leon just glares at him. Maroon probably <laughs> still has like burnt hair on like he I don't know. He's got holes on his face from that stare. That, that would hurt. Well, because we know Drysaddle loves getting into it, but he's not the guy that's going to be punching guys out. He was actually holding McDavid back saying, hey, like, let's not engage into the pile, right? During that little scrum at in the beginning when Maroon mm-hmm. was chopping at McDavid, he was the one saying, hey, you know, we, we shouldn't do it. Let's sit back. Let's let's let them go. We're up like one nothing. Yeah, exactly. And then you just had the lightning. It was a theme with them just so pissy. I've never yeah. seen like like they literally looked like they were a toddler and you took their toy away and they were throwing temper tantrums. I've never seen the players' faces turn so red. Even at the end of the game, right? Like it's garbage time. You took a stupid ass penalty. One, I've never it's a I, it was like the NBA game. I've never seen a player try and run out like 35 seconds on the clock. Like, what are you doing? But Stamkos. that that's I, I here's the thing, right? With Stamkos. You take a call. It's you're already down to nothing, like by two goals. Yeah, uh, we. It's the second game of a back to back. Everyone is gassed. He's but, the captain in that situation. He goes, "No, we're 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 calling it here." Yeah, like I, I can I respect get it. that. But but it's one thing if there's five seconds or ten seconds. That was there was almost forty seconds on the clock, and he's just standing. And there was like, "All right, I'll let you kill." But like. You just quit, man. Like how? Like we've seen. Like and 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 I know that it's very unlikely. And obviously, every fan. And if I was you, was I would have given up too. But if you're paid like that to be the captain of that team, I don't want to see you with over like closer to a minute in the left in the game than not. Right? Just giving up. How many we've seen? Uh, we've seen goals scored with four or five seconds left. We've seen two goals in under a minute. Why couldn't you have done that? That was embarrassing, I thought. I didn't like that. And then at the end, when the Oilers are on the power play, Broberg almost scored. And you see Nick yeah. Paul and Brandon Heigl start to shit themselves. Like, what are you doing? And Mike Here, says, Tampa see Matt, throughout the game, there was something wrong yeah. with them. They they were definitely mad. But at that point, if you're Steven Samkos, you look at it and you go, okay, we... We are a very tired team. They've been on the road for a while. Yep. There's two. We're down two goals. We're going to be down a man like shorthanded. Can we score two goals shorthanded in a minute? Maybe. But what's the more likely thing to happen is we have our penalty killers out there. They take an errant block shot or something like that. And we end up having an injury. Maybe someone ends up going day to day or something like that. Forget it. Like, yep. I'm going to calm. No one else on the team can do that. If it if it was like Kucherov doing that, they probably wouldn't be able to get away with it without a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, let's say, argument inside yeah. the locker room. But it's your captain. It's Stamkos. He knows the bigger picture. No, yeah, forget and, it. And run says, the in, says in the chat, it was the third game in four nights for Tampa. And I do get that. But to me, like. I you don't, don't want to see it because it's not a good product on the ice, right? No, like, like the NHL is a show. There is just more to it. Like, like I've listened. It's not my team. Like they did it yeah. against the others. So I, at the end of the day, I don't care. But I just thought like every antic from Tampa was just a little bit cheap tonight. Like there's one yeah. thing to have gamesmanship and fight and you throw a hard hit and you get the tensions up. But it was like 
it was cheesy. It was cheap. They, they were they were hitting guys in dangerous ways. They were taking guys' feet out. There were slew foots left and right from Pat. Two slew foots in one game, Patrick Maroon. It I mean, was garbage. He, he like here's the weird thing, right? The fact mm-hmm. that Maroon was getting so chippy, he was like the only guy that was getting actually called for it. Like yeah. the refs were actually calling Maroon's BS. Maroon could have been called for more. Like he should have gotten oh, two yeah. penalties on that first play for cross checking and tripping. He should have gotten more. But at the end of the day, again, the Oilers won, so we, I, I shouldn't sit here and complain about the the refs too much. I thought Fogel had a great game. One of the funniest plays in oh, the game yeah. to me was uh. Fogel like made a great move, set him so like was was like had a prime opportunity 15 feet out in the third period for just a great shot on Vasilevsky, and he like deked out himself, <laughs> fell on his butt, and then the puck goes back. Tampa is like a three on two. Then you all of a sudden, five seconds later, Warren Fogel's a breakaway somehow, <laughs> and they almost dekes out Vasilevsky and just shoots the puck wide. It was he was trying was, to emulate on his first attempt. He was trying to emulate what he did last time. He's like, he, last he, time he I ended tried, up sitting on my butt. I don't know how the, I've never seen the someone with like such seemingly good hands, but the puck just causes them so many issues. I, I, I don't understand what a kind of hockey player Warren Fogel is, but he had an <laughs> awesome game tonight. He had a huge assist in the Zach Hyman goal, which was obviously crucial in not letting Tampa Bay back in the game when they did. And also Braden point disgusting, by the way, like I got to give props to him for sure on Tampa. He made Darnell nurse look stupid on a number. And CC just blew him. past him. For that tying goal. Yeah, I, I think, think it was C- the tying goal. Both CC and Nurse did not look good on both those goals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, here, just quickly before I get, we got 65 people watching now. Our like goal is 53 likes. Like, come on, guys. We got to hit 53. The score was five to three. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. It was, it's, it's an awesome game. Um, we talked about that goal, but we do need to talk about it. And I don't think we talk about him enough. We always say this, but that goal. That 4-3 goal early in the third, what a game changer. What a privilege it is to have that on your team. The grin on my face could have ended me up, could have put me in the loony bin. I felt insane. I, that that was some of the most disgusting. It wasn't even his best goal by any means. Like He had a better play when he when he stripped Hedman uh, for the puck and oh, got yeah. the breakaway on Vasilevsky and Vasilevsky poke-checked him earlier. But like to me, that is just such a game breaker. That is why he's one of the best players in NHL history. No one in the league could ever do that. I don't want to hear your reason that Jack Hughes should be MVP because his GSVA save plus X5 game score is better than McD- like shut up. That is the best player in the world for the last five years and ten years. You'll you'll look at that goal. I they've showed it like two or three times on the broadcast, right? And every time I looked at it, I just kept saying, how did that even go in? Like he, he, he drove to the it. net. McDavid, yeah, McDavid drove to the net and just willed the puck I, in. I, I didn't think it was going in because it's Vasilevsky too. Like Vasilevsky, yeah. like he made some really good saves. And it wasn't his best game ever, probably he's, not. He's having a, a little bit more difficult of a the, season. The Oilers but... also kind of own Andre Vasilevsky randomly. <laughs> like I don't understand it. He's, he's literally one of the best goalies in NHL history. But the Oilers, the Oilers will chase the best goalies, yeah. but they will lose to a third string goalie who's playing his but first Peter NHL Petrenko game. Over, I mean, he's actually been good. This <laughs> after yeah, he's they been had good. Rant about him, but um, no. It, it, that goal to me, that is peak Connor McDavid. It, it's not the nicest goal he's ever scored, but the timing. It's all with him. He's developed like like it used to be all about the speed and the flash, and it still is with him. Every goal he scores well, in the hands, but right? With him in the playoffs, 
it, you need someone to come up big, it's Connor. When you need a goal late, it's Connor. It's always Connor. He is the captain of this team. He's the best player in the world by a country mile lap the field, not close, hasn't been close since he's been since 2015-60. We can never give him enough credit. I've become complacent watching Connor McDavid. I you, I'll have five points. We'll mention it once on the show. Yeah. Like right? this is the we're spoiled. Essentially, we're no, we're like spoiled children, there, but we won't throw a hissy fit. There's a reason why 30 that you see photoshops of him every day in 31 different NHL jerseys, right? Oh, he's gonna leave Edmonton. He's gonna leave Edmonton, maybe. But we've got to watch him for the last however long, and he's here for at least four more years, or three years, and the rest of this one. So everyone wishes that they could get Connor McDavid. No one understands. Everyone watches him when they play their team. They don't understand the true greatness. They see Tage Thompson score this, their score that. McDavid got his 39th goal in 47 games. He's going to get 70 goals, like easy. I mean, he's going to get 70 easy. We were saying 60 in the beginning. He's going to get 70. He's going to be at like 130-something points. Like, he's it, he's insane. I want 70. I want 70 just as much as I want that Nuge 100. Like, <laughs> oh, what a what a fantastic play from him. And another thing, I just want to give Woodcroft a little bit of credit. Uh, later in the game, uh, it seemed like earlier in the game, uh, Kane, McDavid, and Drysaddle were coming on together uh, with Kane or Hyman as a winger. And then in that third period when they went to break it down defensively, he did what I said a couple games ago. He broke him up. And he just had three really solid lines and then, I guess, four combinations of wingers, three really solid centers. And the Oilers, how many shots did they even allow in that third period? Like four or five from Tampa? Like some of the best defensive hockey I've seen. And they did get lucky. And Jack, I just, I don't want to understand how good Jack played. Like just, there's so many positives to me, Dennis, in this game. Look, Jack was again over 900. That's all we want. He's 903 tonight. And Mm. Vasilevsky on the other side, 879. Like, yeah, he he outdueled he outdueled them. The Oilers' depth did, was better than Tampa's. The Oilers' stars were better than Tampa's. The Oilers' goalie was better than Tampa's. The Oilers' team defense was better than Tampa's, and that's why they won. And their composure, frankly. And this goalie isn't even the one that's going to the All Star game. Yeah, I was just I was just what a transition. That was gonna what be better than I was gonna do. <laughs> Wow. I tweeted it during the game. The Edmonton Oilers have drafted a goalie who was born in Edmonton, Alberta, and is now an NHL All-Star in his rookie season. What a story. What an awesome thing for Stuart Skinner. Becomes a dad like just under a week ago, and now he's off to the NHL All-Star game. When I like seeing Leon and Connery on the All-Star game, I'm like that emoji with just the straight line on my face. Like, I, I, who cares? seeing Stuart Skinner go to the all-star game again, similar smile to when Connor McDavid scored that goal, just absolute elation. No one deserves it more than Stuart Skinner. He's been fantastic. He's the reason the Oilers even have the record that they do when Campbell was falling. Thank God Campbell's getting back. And yeah, yeah man, what a so week too, happy. right? What? Yeah. What a week. It was, it was, it, it's been, everything's coming up stew. Yeah. Everything's coming up stew. And here's what I love to see, right? Like in Earlier in the morning, I think it was Ryan Rashog uh, from TSN posted a quick little clip of all the Oilers gathering and you saw guys smothering and like tapping each other on the helmets and you wondered, you know, what what's going on there? Like no one actually knew that 
it was the all-star game announcement but you had a couple clues because leo was on the edge of the circle and a couple of guys like gave him a little helmet rub but the main focus was Stuart skinner and you love to see that even though campbell's on a bit of a heater you know they're still they're going back and forth for games played now but you love to see the camaraderie, like everyone jumping in, congratulating him first for being a father. <laughs> and then the second for going to the All-Star game like that is amazing. And I am so happy that as an Edmontonian who's watched the Oilers for a long time, watched them have to import talents from different places, guys who are maybe getting a little bit up there in age. It's worked it's also kind of fizzled out for us at times. Mm -hmm. But now we have a bona fide number one goaltender in Stuart Skinner. He's going to be the number one for years to come. And I couldn't be happier. Yeah, we got 75 people watching right now. We only have 50 Len likes. 76 now. If you'd hit that like button, it was an awesome night. Huge smile on my face. Got goosebumps thinking about Stu going to the All-Star game. I could talk about that McDavid goal forever. Um, yeah, that, that what an awesome game. What an awesome night. Last thing, I, I we kind of forgot to mention during the show. One thing I was going to say, Vincent DeHarnay, got a, he has a really typical shot. It's a very soft wrist shot that seems to find its way through. 81 people watching live right now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's Vincent DeHarnay, really soft, really good wrist shot. He's got three assists in his first five NHL games. He is legit. He is real. He is absolutely right. Like there is now a log jam on the right side. Like they could keep this left side realistically and get rid of one of Cody CC or Tyson Berry. I, Cody CC's probably been the worst defender uh, this it's, year, to be honest. It's been so strange, right? Like we ripped yeah. on Tyson Berry so much and then you pair him with Kulak and suddenly he's doing good. He's one of the most like steady defensive guys where it's just, ah, you know, you know what to expect out of him. Um, but to go back to it, Vincent DeHarnay is such an interesting player because nothing about what he does really screams out at you on the ice. You just see a big hulking, like six something guy, he, but on Tampa, sorry, on Tampa, smaller forwards, I'm just gonna say real quick, Tampa, smaller forwards. He is so, was so effective. Could they could not establish a cycle when he was on the ice? Yeah. He broke everything up and clears the front of the net like an absolute boss. Anyway, sorry, you were saying no, like the fact that he is just this big, rangy defender, he doesn't do any highlight, real sort of like diving things to take away pucks, he's just steady, straight lines. And that's what we need straight mm -hmm. lines. You see him deny some zone entries, you see him block some passes with his giant range of motion on the stick. You see him knock guys out of the crease because he's a Hulk. And that's all we really need. Like the shot, like you mentioned, uh, especially the one that uh, McLeod tipped home, like that's not a outrageous, like 90 something mile per hour slapper. It, it was he's perfect. Just, he's just a solid, nice little shot. In, in like three minutes before that goal went in, he had another wrist shot that almost bounced its way into the net, right? Like he, he is a really good now. I'm very, very, very impressed with his puck skills. Like he has been like, he is what we hope Marcus Nimalano would be. He is awesome. And Mike in the chat, I want to see Vinny in a fight. <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, Matt Dumba for Jesse Pugliarvi trade just happened for TSN. I don't know. Are they pulling my leg there? Uh, in the chat. Are they pulling my leg? Uh, all right. 
well, if you are, you got me. I will pull it up real quick. Zach, you, you keep everyone entertained for a quick second. Okay, let's check the chat here because that might be garbage, but I don't know. Michael, want to see Vinny in the chat? No uh, MGD RNH is really the key to the oil PP last year when he was hurt. Uh, the power play drops. You're right. He is such a good facilitator on the special teams. He is. He might be mediocre five on five. This year, he's been a lot better five on five. But holy crap, is Ryan Eugene Hopkins insane? He's what he's a top ten player in the NHL on the power play. Uh, do you see anything on Twitter no, there? Let's see. Yes, Eric. You got us. Yeah, you got us. Okay. Why is <laughs> Tyler Nation Network called it first? I'm sure he does. Tyler calls everything uh eric tanner it's all thanks to the stash and some more stash love in the chat travis sonder last time we did it grant fear is so true maybe Stuart skinner kind of plays a bit like grant fear you know yeah. he just he, after that third goal he just decides he's not letting anymore he's he's a baby mike smith maybe without that fire uh, he, he ain't he ain't got the old man strength yet but it'll come <laughs> yeah man uh, it's been a chat's been bumping black mascara showed up for a bit our german friend thank you so much for popping in uh clay drew i don't know if that that's legit i'm gonna check after i'd be pretty disappointed because matt dumba's been pretty bad this year no i would rather it's, them just clear the cap it's um, not real yeah yeah because i'm i'm refreshing twitter because tsn yeah. didn't have anything I'm nah, refreshing more people twitter. would be nah. saying more people would be, i got pranked pranked hard full credit <laughs> to you to be honest good one Mateo. and this is why this is why it's fun to be a live show right if you're yeah. If you're an audio listener listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we do these live shows after every Oilers game. And, yeah. you know, we're so thankful for everyone watching live. You know, we started off the show. It was oh. like 20, 30 people. Now we're at 74 watching oh, live. Here we go in the chat. Uh, Clager says, my uncle was the linesman who got hurt. He is all right. Cut his palm. Got stitches. We'll be out for a few weeks. Just thought I'd let you all know he's Edmonton born and raised. Well, thank you for popping in and saying that. Dennis and I both, well, Dennis more than I, but uh, both of us hope that he's okay. Uh, Dennis gave, said something really nice about him early in the chat. So that's awesome here. Thank you for popping in and saying that. Uh, yeah, Mateo's also brand new. There's so many new people to the last couple of shows. It's been awesome to see. Yeah, it's, it's just fantastic to see the show grow. I mean, uh, the easiest way is the simplest way. It's liking the podcast, sharing it with your friends. It helps us grow our viewer base and the algorithm... That's how we hit the YouTube algorithm. It picks up our show and recommends it to more Oilers fans. Absolutely. Uh, we love to see you in chat. If you are an audio listener, hopefully you can catch us for one of these live shows, maybe a matinee game or two. Uh, I know it's a little bit difficult, especially if you're off in the East Coast. We hit the like goal. Thanks, we hit the MGD like for goal. For telling us. Yeah, they're at 55 now. Thanks, everyone. Hey, love you all so much. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, I guess we have to start wrapping it up here because yeah, Adam's uh, gonna kill us. Adam, Adam, our notorious uh, boss. He doesn't Adam like Wilds. shows that go over thirty minutes, and Dennis and I routinely can hit an hour. So yeah, it's so. <laughs> I just once the chat starts going, and you, you know you break down all your points early, I could I could go for two hours and whatever, especially right I now because we know in three months I'm gonna be red hot about something, and I just want to enjoy the moment. I, you know what. This is the biggest thing. I have really come to appreciate the fact that we can sit down after a game and just talk, whether it's venting or expressing how happy we feel like today's game. Um, I don't know how I'm going to cope uh, in the offseason, man. Like, you, yeah. you better you better stay in contact, Zach. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to have to <laughs> do game over NHL 23. 
Um, yeah, exactly. We'll yeah, do, no, a, do a couple of Sim la- seasons. Let's end on this comment in the chat from Mick Nader. Super nice comment. Really appreciate you joining us. Really appreciate you being here and saying this. As an Oilers fan, this show is my therapy. Thank you all so yeah. much for being Thank here, man. You. It it means the world to hear that you're having a good time. Um, next game is against Vancouver. Uh, it'll be an 8 o'clock mountain puck drop. And Zach... You're going to be doing that one solo. Yep, it's Dennis's mom's <laughs> birthday. So I've got the call at night. I hope everyone can join me, but I get it. It's Saturday night, so we'll see. It's hockey day It's hockey day in Canada. Hopefully, you guys, after all the games, after all a, a day of hockey watching, you'll feel like you want to have a little bit more and hop on onto the chat with Zach. Exactly. All right. Wise Kyle, enjoy the game. That's it for Dennis and I. The Oilers win 5-3 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. We or I will see you next show. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you very much. And play La Baba, baby. Good night. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.